Welcome to the High Vibe Tribe podcast with me, your host, Dawn Owen. I'm a wife, a mom, and an entrepreneur, a speaker, a zero BS coach, and a lover of the high vibe life. I help business leaders like you create huge breakthroughs in their life and business so that you can achieve the freedom and impact you want and deserve. In this podcast, you will hear me talk all about mindset, money, and magic. The power trio that I know will get you where you want to go fast. This is the High Vibe Tribe podcast. So let's get on with it and introduce my guest for today. So she's the founder of Socially Shared Women's Business Network, which has been going for over eight years. That's an achievement in itself. She's an award winner for being a networker of the year, which is no surprise to me because she's a fabulous connector and promoter of people. And she's also the brains behind the great women in business brand. So we're going to talk about that. It's Karen Hemp. Welcome, Karen. Hi Dawn, thanks for having me. That's okay, you're welcome. So I know you through the Socially Shared Women's Network, which is fabulous, but I quite often say this, when we meet people, we kind of imagine them whole and formed at this age, doing this thing that they're doing right now. And actually, particularly, you know, women of a certain age, what we are, there's loads and loads behind it. So tell us a bit about your background, because I'm sure it's going to be varied and interesting and how you got here to what you do now, because I know you do other stuff as well as socially shared, don't you? Yeah, so as you mentioned, my name's Karen Heap and my day job, so to speak, is as a qualified business advisor. But I've also got a real passion for bringing people together and connecting and networking. So hence, as you mentioned, I'm also founder of the Socially Shared Business Support Network. So gosh, where to start with going back to the beginning? Well, I was born on, no, I'm only kidding, I'm not going to go. But no, so yeah, after... I'll take you back a little way because it will make sense to where I've got to today. So when I was studying at college for A-levels, all my friends were going to uni, but being the eldest of four at home was desperate to get my independence and start earning a wage. So I did actually, I actually did retail management training after A-levels and thoroughly enjoyed it and worked with Barrett's Shoes. You remember Barrett's Shoes? I do indeed. Yes. Yeah. Barrett Shoes and then went on to work with Boots the Chemist as well. And that was a really exciting time as well with Boots in retail management, launching their flagship store in Birmingham and all those exciting things. So, yeah, but then a couple of years later, go by, managed a variety of different shops around the Midlands and then started to wonder, maybe I should have gone back to university. You know, maybe I should have gone to university. Maybe the university experience was something for me. So to be honest, it was a bit of a strange one because I found myself as a single parent, actually, at the age of 22 and was working in retail management, trying to juggle being a mum and a career in retail management and then had this calling about going back to university. So I actually, as a single mum with a two-year-old, went back to study full time. So I gave up the day job and 
took what was then and still probably is considered now a big leap back into full-time education yeah but I've got to say it was the best thing I ever did um I wanted a a good life for me and my daughter I'd always had a hunger for learning um which is still with me today so I went back and did a HND in business and finance and then went on to get a degree in business studies um and it was just such a fabulous experience when I finished my degree at Coventry University, I then, I, in the meantime, had met my now husband okay. and we decided to have a daughter together. So then that's when my second daughter came along, had a little break with her for a couple of years and then started to do a little bit of part-time work around sort of distance learning support retail while I was looking for what I needed to be the start of my new career path and then stumbled across a job with the Coventry and Warwickshire Chamber of Commerce and I was employed with them as a retail and small business advisor which for me was the perfect job blending all my experience with the mm. knowledge I gained and it was a fabulous few years thoroughly enjoyed it got to meet lots of local businesses did a lot of networking and just thoroughly enjoyed my time with the chamber. However, I'd always got this little calling at the back of my mind that how could I be a business advisor if I've never run my own business? <laughs> I might have managed, you know, multi-million pound retail shops yeah. on behalf of other people, but it's quite different. You'll appreciate mm. when you're doing it for yourself. So, so I left the Chamber of Commerce to go down the self-employment route. And I actually started on that route with a retail business which I started at Hatton Country World, which a lot of people will know for their children's farm and shopping village. And I was importing children's clothing from Europe and around the world, as well as selling some British brands. Mm. Um, the downside to the grand plan was yeah. that I left and started my business six weeks before the banking crisis in 2008. Ah, needed a crystal a ball for that one, yeah. <laughs> so, so it was a really tough three or four years. Trading conditions changed. What you were buying in Europe and around the world, you got half of for your money pretty much overnight. And the mountain just kept getting taller and taller to climb. However, the learnings that I bought from that was mm -hmm. were incredible and the game plan was always to set up the retail shop but then to have a couple of days where I can still do my business consultancy work because that's where I really enjoy you know helping and supporting others too so it almost the tables turned again so eventually after four years the retail business had to close after giving it Gosh, I've never worked so hard in my life, but I hey, yeah. take the learnings from it. And then went back into business advice full time, but working for myself this time. And I've been doing that ever since. It was only when working for myself and having to go out and network for myself, not representing the chamber or mm. other businesses, that I actually realised just how much networking opportunities there were, but I just couldn't find the right fit for me. So... It was in 2015, after sitting on a beach in Cornwall and having to think about what I wanted to do, that I came up with the idea of maybe bringing women together, just mainly women, because that's who I was working with at the time. Mm. I haven't got anything against men, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm married to one for a start. Well, that's a good start. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, could, how could I bring women together to just sit and enjoy a cuppa 
you know, relax and be themselves, but be professional and just sort of learn from each other and share and, and just create that positive community around me because I'm a great believer that, you know, the people around you do have a big influence on who you are as a person and the success you have. Yeah. And so, as I say, I formed Socially Shared in February 2015 and then had our first meeting in March 2015. So it's coming up to a nine year anniversary and uh, I couldn't be more proud, if I'm honest. And so you should be. It's a fabulous network. And, you know, just hearing your journey there, there's so many things that I'd like to unpack, but I'll just go to a couple of them. Being a single parent at 22 and going back to full time education is huge. And it's huge for anyone at any age, but I think particularly at that age. And you talked about there right at the end, you know, the people who are around you are super important. Did you have people around you at that time that you were like, you know, motivated by or looked up to? Or was it just Karen making a decision on her own going, I'm just going to do this? To be honest, it's very much the latter, to be honest. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've got some really supportive family members and, you know, fabulous friends of which, you know, help me keep my sanity during that whole period. I've always been a bit of a mould breaker. So I was like... I'm the eldest of four children. I was the first ever in my family to go to university, mm-hmm. the first one to have a child, <laughs> albeit not the grand plan, although yeah. I would not change that for the world. So, yeah, I didn't really, you know, I was the first person to be self-employed. Mm. I, I just, I don't know why. I don't know whether it's the hunger for learning or just the appetite for wanting to do something else. I don't know, but, yeah, I just, I guess grit and grit just, just being driven really and wanting, just re- to, wanting to have a good life for me and my daughter and well and that's, that's a good driver isn't it really one of the people that I interviewed when I first started the podcast last year she it's funny because she's actually now the CEO of the Black Country Chamber she's Sarah Morehouse and she used this word and we were both laughing because it's like seems like such an old-fashioned word but gumption and yeah. I think that probably would have applied in that day. It's like, you know, you've got gumption and you just got on and, and did it kind of thing and took you on this journey. And then one of my other questions was around, you know, the retail shop and starting it at that difficult time and going through that and then closing it. And you talked about like major learnings. What what do you think a couple of the major learnings from that were? I think, to be honest, I was a little naive in the planning of things. So, you know, I had a robust business plan. I'd done lots of research. I'd put all of my experience and my newly found knowledge that I had back then into practice. But I think I was very naive about the lack of flexibility in my plan going forward. Mm -hmm. You know, thought I'd plan for most things, but it doesn't matter how much planning you do, the landscape changes. And I think I'd massively... underestimated and not made allowances for how much of an impact that could be you know I mean to be fair to me as well you know I don't think even the the best business advisors and financial advisors could see the banking crisis coming definitely you know not. having worked along with the chambers of commerce you know mm. it's a shock to them as much as any but I think the biggest learning for me was you know you don't know what you don't know but you've almost got to prepare for something you don't know which is quite obviously a really difficult thing to do but I think it was yeah just perhaps too rigid although I did have to adapt very quickly turn on a heel you know you know you were doing something different but 
Yeah, I think that was one big learning. And I think the biggest learning, actually, growing up, my dad always used to say to me, if you work hard, you'll succeed. If you work hard, it will pay off. And it was a real shock, actually, in this case, because I've never worked so hard in my life, Mm -hmm. genuinely. And I probably should have given up the business and closed the doors about six months before I did. But in my heart, I just had to feel like I'd exhausted all options. And so I think the biggest learning for me was sometimes it's it's not just hard work that are always going to be things out of your control that you can't influence but what an influence the effect it has on you but Mm. what you can do and that big learning was you can influence and control how you react and respond to it yeah so you know I could have literally just hung up my self-employment hat and thought you know I'm not going to do this I'm going to go back into employment which is Mm. much more comfortable for those that have gone there into self-employment yeah I don't think it would have given me the job satisfaction and it most certainly wouldn't have led me to meet all the fabulous people that I've been working with since over that time. And so you said as well in that that story in the beginning of you had this thing of how can I truly be a business advisor if I've never been in business? So obviously then you had the retail shop and then went back to be a self-employed business advisor. And I'm guessing that just gave you that bit more kind of real world experience because you can learn stuff from a book and you can see the uh, theory of stuff. And that's where the planning comes in, isn't it? But then I think what you were saying is there, as well as having a plan, you've also got to be willing to be flexible with it. And I don't think that's, the, well, in fact, I for me, I know that's not the stuff that's written in a book. No. You know, no, you get your 10-step plan. There is no, and if step two doesn't work, you might have to go over here for step 2A, B, C, and D, and then come back in at step five or something. It's not, it's like, and rarely, that's why I always say when I, the way I work, I haven't got the blueprint or the 10 steps to, because things can change so rapidly. So, yeah, so when you came back in to be a business advisor, even though you'd got that kind of, some would see as like, you know, the business has had to close, but actually that gave you so much more material and knowledge to actually really understand real business I think yeah no absolutely I I just felt better placed all around to be honest Mm -hmm. and you know I think I think to start with I was a little bit reluctant to talk about the failings because Mm -hmm. you know again it's a bit of a conditioning really but you know you're sort of taught aren't you if you fall over you brush yourself off and you get on with it and but actually, I think it's really important to talk about those those failures that we have, as long mm. as we can constructively take a learning opportunity yes. or use it in a positive way. And actually, it's been really helpful to have those open conversations about things that haven't always worked out, mm. whether it be in life or business, because it can be really helpful to other people. Not that they would want you to fail, but it just if you're in a difficult situation yourself, it just it sort of makes it that little bit more okay, really, I guess, because yeah. life isn't all rainbows and unicorns and glitter. No. Sorry, Dawn. I know oh, like I know. I'm gutted when I found that out. But yeah, um, you're right. It's, it's that realism. It's the real thing, isn't it? It's like, actually, and that's what I always talk about, you know, when I'm coaching people, it's I always like, you know, keep it real. I do not put myself up there as the finished article. In my world, there is no finished article because... I think I described it the other day, like a video game, you master level one and you're like, yeah, 
Exactly. And then it's like, oh, now I want to move on. I've got to learn a whole new set and kind of go back to the beginning and relearn it all. So that realism is super, super important, I think. And the more people can be honest and open about that, you know, how many times do we see people and you go, you know, how's it going? Oh my God, it's amazing. It's this, it's that, it's the other. And actually, you know, sometimes, or you see it on social media and actually you think it didn't look so great and amazing when I saw you last week, but we've, we feel like we've got to put this gloss on it, don't we? And actually, I think particularly for women, the more we can all share the ups and the downs, you know, the better it is for everybody else around us, I guess. Yeah. I think the one thing as well, you know, you can't have black without having white and, you know, you can't really truly celebrate the wins if you haven't had some of the losses as well. You know, the good yeah. comes with the bad, doesn't it? So It does. And it shows you that light and shade. And, you know, you'll have heard me say life is 50-50. It's like, you, else, how do you know? If you've never had a downtime, how do you know what's an uptime? You know, I always, whenever I think to myself in my business now, it doesn't happen very often, but I, if I happen to throw around the word stress on oh, feeling stressed. I always remind myself, I compare it to when we had the family business, trying to find £200,000 for wages every month. That's stressful. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, the fact that I can't get my bloody calendar link to work is like... <laughs> but at the moment you know in that moment it feels like the worst thing and then I'm like come on let's just get a bit real here you know it's it's nothing compared to that and that's the thing you need that light and shade the up and down the rhythm you know of life to kind of know the difference between the two so when you started socially shared because I, I know it as it is now you've got lots of groups you've got your area leaders there's lots of people you have your conference what was it like when you first started that how did you first start it I sort of again a little naive I guess you know maybe there's a bit of a thread through stations but I think I was a little naive and I, I don't think I'd, I'd sort of was overly expectant of mm. what it was going to be it sort of molded itself really I, I knew that there were some key values that were really important and that was to be relaxed and sociable but professional to be an environment where it was supportive and positive that people could come and feel them feel like themselves and be themselves but also where you know people are happy to support and share their knowledge and experience with others for the benefit of other people mm-hmm. not just themselves you know there's a quote that I had actually printed on some candles that we had for one of our conferences with which we held and that was a candle loses nothing by lighting another and I think that's so true you know we all yeah, need to that. be able to support each other yeah for the benefit of the whole not just the individual so so yeah it was very different back then I mean I think there was about five or six of us sat around on an evening having a cuppa and we just sort of used to meet up every month have a cuppa see what the conversation led Mm -hmm. and then you know one of us might say oh I've had some problems with digital social media which obviously was quite different back then you know um and then other people around the table say oh yeah I'm struggling with that and then but oh actually next time I come maybe we can have a chat about what I've learned and share it with you and that literally was the framework of how it started so quite quickly I realized that actually it wasn't just me that felt that Mm. they needed this it was a lot of other people too so you know within the first couple of years I mean it was it had to be affordable and accessible as well. That was really mm. important. So within the first couple of years, I'd started in Kenilworth and then introduced a meeting in the rugby area because that's where I live. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and everyone kept saying, well, why are you going to Kenilworth? It just so happened <laughs> that that's where my shop was and that's where okay, a lot of people right. were at the time. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and then within the first couple of years, there was a real appetite for learning. There was lots of fabulous knowledge being shared. But then there also became a bit of a want for visibility. Um, and again, organically, it sort of grew into this, well, yes, I've got this knowledge and I've got all this extra learning now and I've got this new network of contacts and connections to build my own business but how do I get more visible so then we started thinking around well maybe we need a a second option so we can keep everything very affordable and people can dip in and out as they'd like to which again was something that I felt was important but maybe we do need a secondary level so then I started exploring the options of, uh, of membership so after a couple of years introduced membership and again that was optional because If I'm honest, socially shared really quite selfishly, if you want to even think of it that way, was everything I needed in my business. You know, it was everything that I couldn't get from other places and everything that I liked about things and and networks and opportunities that were already there. And if it wasn't available, I'd throw that in the mix as well. So it was almost like the best home cooking you've ever made. You start off with a bit of a basic recipe that you've learned from other people over the years and then just put your own spin on it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we launched the membership a couple of years later. And then I think it was after about four years, I started to notice that there were a lot of conferences and things like that around that were exciting and good to go to but I was like and I've always been bang been uh, bang my drum quite loudly to support women entrepreneurs and women business owners but I was like it's okay having all these different conferences but why isn't the one for just women so so then came up with the idea of well no one else is doing this so why don't we do it and I think one of the things we socially shared is yes if you look at the options available now, there's a really wide range of women in business options mm. out there, women's networks out there, but there never used to be. But as the others around me were growing and offering different things, I always look to offer something different that didn't mm. exist. I'm not, you know, why would you want to, you know, do there's, there's like, for example, women who do a fabulous awards. Yeah. Sandra does a great job with that. I've been a judge, I've been a nominee. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of people in my network that also go to the Women Who Network. You know, why would I do an awards? For me, it adds a lot more value to the women community that I'm part of to offer something different, hence yeah. that we came up with the conference. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of how it's grown. And then, gosh, there's a lot of women in our network. I noticed that we're writing books. So I was like, well, how can I support women to highlight their books and showcase them? Because there were all these fabulous books. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you'd written a book. You'd read it. And there was so much knowledge. So then I created this online space on the website called the Online Bookshop. Took me ages to think of that name. (laughs) Snappy Um, title. Yeah. But then, yeah, we'd create this free space for the women that we knew to start advertising their books and showcasing them all for free. Just a a really nice thing to be able to do. And then again, that organically has grown into having an annual Meet the Author event. The last one that we had more than 25 women authors all from local areas coming along and selling and showcasing their books. And it's just 
Yeah, it's just I don't think socially shared will ever stop evolving, really. It's like any good business. You have to evolve, adapt and develop to meet the needs yeah, of, of your totally. customers. And I think one of the things that stands out in what you've spoken about there and from what I know of you is that you are so supportive and uplifting of other women. I would go as far as to say hide your own light under a bushel, maybe. <laughs> but that aside, let's put that aside, it is so refreshing to meet someone who genuinely is all about empowering women and helping them to get to where they want to go and I think that leads me beautifully onto the great women in business idea because those of you who've seen this and if you haven't where have you been under a rock or something but the great women in business brand and concept and idea is Karen Heaps so me and Sandra Garlic and Sharon Luke are just tagging along for the ride. She invited us, but it is Karen's concept and Karen's idea. So tell us where that came from. And then we can go on and talk about our event a little bit. So, you know, what gave you the idea for that? Well, one of the things that's always been really important to me is, as I say, with the network is to be very inclusive mm-hmm. and I'm not naive in this point, but I'm not naive in the sense that I don't just network at Socially Shared. You know, your networking needs change as your business grows and develops, as you grow and develop as a person. And there are lots of reasons to network, aren't there? You'll know this, Dawn. You know, you can network for the social support. You can network looking for business, clients and customers. You can network just to get out the house and just see other human beings for a few hours there are so many different opportunities to network and reasons that you might want to network so whenever other people have come to my network and my events with socially shared I've always invited them to share about their own networks with our audience because as I say I think it's really important that we all have choice and we're aware of all the options that are available so always been happy for other women in business networks and other networks generally to advertise on our events calendar mm-hmm. I just think it's just the for the good of the whole really so I've had it in my mind for a few years and those that know me well will know that if I give them a phone call after a holiday not to answer because <laughs> usually when yeah. I've got that downtime I have that thinking time and come up with my ideas but I just sort of thought wouldn't it be lovely like just to bring you know, more women in business networks together for like one big powwow, one big celebration, just to really sing loudly about not physically sing because I can't sing. Well, I'll leave that bit to me. (laughs) But, you know, to really sing about and champion all the fabulous things that are going on. So I had this thought uh, for several years, in all honesty, tried to to get it off the ground a couple of years ago, but then a few health issues reared their heads that I needed to deal with first and so sort of parked it. But then, as you will know, really just felt like it was something, again, that wasn't available and that would really add value. So hence why I had a look around the landscape and thought, this networking landscape, you know, it's rich with some fabulous networks. Who would I really like to work with? Who's got the same values, works with the same integrity that I do? And they weren't available, and so you asked us. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you three were on the shortlist, and yeah. absolutely thrilled that that the three of you. I don't think I'd even finished 
actually inviting you before you'd all said that you were all said yes absolutely and you know what when you were talking about it there because you're right we did all say yes like before you'd even finished a sentence really but hearing you talk about it there I was just kind of running through my head and thinking if I have seen this kind of collaboration and I'm sure there is some somewhere but I have never seen this I've never seen what are perceived from outside because I get a lot of people ask me and I know you do because I've seen the post we all do of like aren't you competition you know how come you're doing it all together and I think number one so our first event is on International Women's Day which is a big day for events you know and so the four of us could quite easily have done our own events but of course we have some crossover with the network so then you just you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul, essentially. But equally, I just think, you know, when you talk about networking, empowering women, supporting women, actually, how much more stronger are we all together? I often do it, I say often, because, hey, people, I reuse my social media posts because some guru told me and no one ever picks me up on it. And a couple of times I've used this one about the bundle of reads, And they talk about two bundles of reeds, how they can lean against each other. But if you take one away, the other one will fall over. And I think this is definitely an example of that, of actually we can come together, we can draw new people to all of us and for all of the ladies that are going to be there. And yeah, it's a fabulous idea that I haven't really seen done in this way. So we've got our first event on International Women's Day. So you I'll leave you as you're the guest you can tell everybody all about it thank you so yeah I mean what a super day we actually launched um, our first women's business conference on international women's day and it does just give everything just that extra bit of sparkle doesn't it yes yeah um really pleased that we're holding it on that day because you know international women's day is about bringing women together and celebrating all women across the world and you know we have a really good broad spectrum of women within our network so you know we're just replicating that just not quite globally yet or we're just starting the yes. <laughs> um, but yeah so I think as we've already said it's about bringing women in business together it's about us all sharing educating and informing about our individual networks and what we've got to offer because we do all offer quite unique things Mm. that are very complementary I think the main focus really is is two things and that is firstly for new women in business coming into the networking arena to be able to see what a fabulous choice of options they've got Mm. for networking so it's really about educating and informing them for the more seasoned professionals amongst us dawn (laughs) uh, it's an opportunity though to spread our wings a little bit further because collectively as the four networks we you know we cover a lot of the uk to be honest yeah um so it's all about sort of highlighting the choices um highlighting the benefits of what we've all got individually to offer but as a collective and then the other thing really is you know networking can be very time consuming and be very costly you know we've all been there where we've been out to a network for a couple of hours and you sort of come out thinking oh I'm never going to get those two hours back yeah however the other side of things as well is that even if you go to a big conference or an expo or um, a, a huge networking event, you only ever get to truly meet two or three or even a handful of people at that event yeah. because 
you're so busy doing activities and being involved in listening to the speakers and things. The Great Women in Business meetup is all about people massively increasing their network of contacts in that day with us really wanting everybody to be aware of each other and know each other by the end of the day, which sounds like a massive quest. But actually, I think we can be quite clever in how we deliver that. Yeah. So if it's that people genuinely just want to make new connections and those connections could be new clients and customers it could be their next collaborators it could be that they're going to use the products or services of the people they meet on that day or it might just be that they click with someone and go out to have a glass of fizz you know it's just on every level you know I think it's just going to be a great opportunity for people to get connected with everyone in the room which again is something quite unique I don't think I've ever been to a network where I've had that opportunity myself in all the years that I've been networking yeah I absolutely agree and so it's International Women's Day which is the 8th of March and it's being held at the Village Hotel in Solihull and we chose that venue because it is so easily accessible from right all areas across the Midlands where the main Um, sort of catchment area is really for our guests although we have got people that have been booking from further afield so it's really easy if you want to come in on the train or if you're traveling by car but it's a great venue I think people are familiar with village hotels a really nice quality modern venues Mm. and the team there have been super helpful so I'm very confident that they'll really help us to deliver a top day yeah and we're giving you food and drink as well because that's yeah everyone will be well fed and watered yeah um, no one wants to go a day without cake do they so no, no yeah. there will be cake that's always yeah. a, a a bonus for people isn't it absolutely but, um, but it's just going to be a super duper day and if you don't come along genuinely I think people will be miss, missing out yeah. I'm so excited about the event the feedback we've had already and the level of excitement there is mm-hmm. around is you know it's it's just magical and I'm just really excited about you know not meaning to run before I walk but mm-hmm. I think this first event could be a really strong foundation for lots more things to follow as a collaborative Absolutely. I've already started planning what I'm wearing because at the time of recording, it's only six weeks away. I know. It's insane. Yeah, it's going to be here so quickly. So I'm also just going to run through one on because myself and Sandra, we are the getting in the sponsorship team. And so I'm just going to quickly give you some of the sponsorship opportunities. If you're interested, please do get in touch with me. So we've still got some headline sponsor packages available, which is obviously the the top one. You can sponsor our networking lunch. You can sponsor the program print. You can have a like table display area. You can sponsor refreshments, so that's arrival drinks, mid-morning breaks, mid-afternoon break. Uh, We're looking for videography for the event, and you can also have an advert in the programme. So if any of that interests you, please do get in touch with me at doorknowing.com, and we can get you sorted out. And I'm just thinking, is there anything else to say about that event, other than it's going to be like amazing amazingly high vibe af obviously so not obviously so the four speakers on the day can you work out who they are it's us four who are actually putting in the event and we're going to be talking about different aspects of networking aren't we and how to get the best from that i'm not going to give you any spoilers of mine that means i haven't written it yet <laughs> what, what are you going to be talking about karen 
Well, I think what we're, go- what we're going to do is we're going to hold people's hand on a networking journey throughout the day. So I'll be opening as speaker one and we'll be talking about the importance of how we introduce ourselves when we're mm-hmm. out networking. So whether you want to call it your 60 second pitch, your elevator pitch, your introduction, I'll be helping people to structure or maybe even just review how they introduce themselves to people so that right from the beginning of the day, you've got your toolkit of what you're going to need then to really maximize the opportunity yeah and then we'll be talking to people about you know how to be visible I do know what I'm talking about really and I'm after lunch so don't be thinking you'll be going to sleep after lunch people because I will be loud if you don't know me I am loud I'll be loud and in your face and I'm going to be talking about putting a bit more strategy behind your networking because it's very easy like you mentioned earlier you know you can go out and lose a few hours of your time so I think a lot of people don't even realise that you can have some structure and strategy around your networking and your referral marketing, because that's what you're looking for when you go networking is your referrals and your connections. So that's what I'm going to be talking about after lunch. That sounds a bit boring there. Believe me, it's going to be high vibe AF. Do not worry about that. So is there anything else you want to say about the great women in business before we round that up, Karen? I just wanted to say that if people are interested in just making a two-stage payment for their Mm -hmm. ticket, then they can do up until the 2nd of February. So it just makes it that little bit easier for people if they want to just secure their ticket and be sure to be there on the day. Yeah, and the 2nd of February, the time of recording is not that far away. In fact, I think on the day this podcast comes out, it'll only be a couple of days away. So all the links for the tickets and the stage payments and everything will be in the show notes. So be quick or miss out on that opportunity for sure. So, wow, got through a lot there. We've been rabbiting for ages, get us. So I'm going to put not only all the details about great women in business, but I'll put Karen's details in there. I'll put the details about socially shared as well, because there are lots and lots of socially shared meetings all over the place. And you don't have to be a member to come along, do you? No, membership is an option. And there are lots of benefits of being a member. But you can just come along as life and business allows. So we have meetings across Warwickshire, West Midlands, Northamptonshire, Leicestershire and Staffordshire now. So there's always plenty going on and there's different learning opportunities at each of those networks every month. So if people are interested in coming along, they'd be very welcome. If they really do want to give it a try, they can sign up to the newsletter on the website and actually get 50% off their first ticket. So Mm. if it wasn't a good enough opportunity and a value to start with then it'll be even more so with that which it totally is because I've been to several of the meetings and they are always fab and what I love about them is you know you can go on the website and see all the meetings to come up for quite some time into the future and all the themes and the talks and stuff like that so you can really be strategic like I was saying earlier about like this is what I need and so I'm going to go to that one and I can get information as well as you know meeting connections so all the links that Karen's just referred to will be in the show notes as well so that just leaves me to say thank you very much for joining us today and i will be back in your ear pods next week with a brand new episode in the meantime you know what to do keep those vibes high bye thank you for listening to the high vibe tribe podcast with me dawn owen i'd love to know what your number one takeaway was from this episode feel free to screenshot the episode and tag me in on social media And if you know someone who would enjoy it too, then don't keep it to yourself. Share the vibes. 
Don't forget to hit subscribe so you get notified as soon as the next episode drops. If you're not already a part of the High Vibe Tribe community over on Facebook, then come and join us there. The link is in the show notes. And I'll see you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep those vibes high. Bye.